as I was getting out of the shower today, I was thinking, man, Roll Doll was the shit. And then I am that every second of my life. Welcome to episode number 138 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. So happy you can make our appointment here. Have a seat on the have a seat on the couch right there. Gonna gonna ask a couple of questions about your week, about how things have been going, what you've been playing. Who knows? But before that, we're going to have uh, the long-awaited return of uh, the news and things like that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. My name is Cole Ross, and I am your host this evening. And I am joined via Skype today by David Mysmith, Ben Merkel. And Dennis may or may not be joining us as we uh, go through the evening here, so we'll introduce him when he hops on the line. But we're going to be talking about the news, got some developments uh, with uh, with some stuff with The Last Guardian, also a uh, big announcement from Obsidian. They've got a big project that's uh, getting a lot of press right now, some sad news regarding a new game magazine, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to be a tease about this. Who knows what segment we're going to be uh uh, reviving in the middle there, but it's one that uh, was well beloved that I let lay fallow. So uh, we'll we'll see that when we get there. But stay tuned. We wanna we wanna intrigue you. We want you to stick around. Music break. Well, I ain't no demon love. Oh, look to me, please. It's time for the quick hits here. Uh, What that means is we're going to be talking about some news stories, and I'm going to put a time limit on things to keep things, uh, let's say, expedient uh, to expedite things. Yeah, quick, swift, all that good stuff. Short, brevity, man, if you're into the whole brevity thing. So, yeah, coin noise. So next month's Game Informer features an announcement regarding Obsidian's next project, which will be a South Park RPG. Um, the game is going to be written by the creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And the basic, basic storyline is that the uh, four main characters are going to be attending a LARP session in the woods. And so naturally, that lends itself well to the fact that it's an RPG game. Um, it's going to be a 2D RPG game. The combat's going to be similar to Paper Mario, and it's going to have a weapon system that's similar to Final Fantasy VII's Materia system. And the game's going to be on 360, PS3, and PC. I'm going to put uh, let's let's say uh, let's say four minutes on the clock and see what happens here. So 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 yeah, you you are going to be your own character, and you're going to be trying to fit in because you're the new kid at South Park elementary so i mean uh-huh. is that I, I mean i don't know how i feel about this because i haven't watched south park in years um south park mm-hmm. is apparently still a thing that people like uh, oh i really i love south park yeah i, I mean i mean i i get a little bit you know annoyed with it so i might not be the the the, the key demographic here but uh, i've got fond memories you know going back um i just think it's weird that obsidian is taking this on you know yeah that's somewhat of a surprise. I mean, it's not a sequel. So. <laughs> it's well, hey, let's let's be fair here. It's not original IP, so it's not going to yeah. be another uh, Alpha Protocol um, 
for good or for ill, but, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just, uh, that's, that's really weird. I mean, it's, it's well known that, uh, one of the, one of the two, maybe both, I don't know, uh, either Trey or, uh, or Matt, they're really big Japanophiles and they really like video games. So some of that DNA that I see there, I mean, Paper Mario, Final Fantasy seven, uh, that's pretty, uh, legit. Let's say OG cred, right? <laughs> I will. Go on. I was going to say one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was because I played the original South Park game for N64. Oh, that was bad. way back when. Yeah, yeah. That was unfortunate. I have some. I have some upsetting memories from that game, or just it, it was very frustrating at times. You what were you? Even you were though, throwing pea-soaked snowballs at turkeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. I think there were poop monsters, maybe, and. There was a cow launcher. The multiplayer was actually kind of somewhat interesting, but uh, yeah, there was like an alien no. dance ray or something that would like disable players. Yeah, yeah, it was upsetting overall. The 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 the, the N64 South Park game, which is the one that we're talking about, not to be confused with Chef's Love Shack, which was a party game they put out for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the N64 South Park game uh, is notable because it's the only game. Um, aside from Portal, to have given me motion sickness. <laughs> Portal gave me really? motion sickness. So, That's kind of random. Well, because it was a first-person shooter on the on the N64, and they didn't optimize it, so the frame rate was basically a slideshow. Are we talking like, um, oh, Perfect Dark style or better, worse? Yeah, worse, I would say. Um, I just That's there there was, there was something about it where like I, I rented it from the local Kmart, the movie gallery <laughs> inside the local Kmart, um, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool, you know, I'm 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 like eight, I shouldn't have this, but I do. I wasn't eight, I was I was probably like eleven or you know, eleven or twelve or something like that. But uh, yeah, I had to take it back because I was like, this just just whack, yo. <laughs> you were the coolest twelve year old ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. No, I yeah, I feel like this could be pretty good. I mean, um, when South Park does South Park about video games, it's always been good. So maybe when they do video games about South Park, it'll be good. I don't know. I don't like the video game South Park episodes because I feel like it's kind of pandery. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the just it's always been kind of like, oh, we're talking about Warcraft because Warcraft is huge, and we're talking about Guitar Hero, and. You know, oh, okay, go play a real guitar. I, I, it's just one of those things. It's kind of like the Big Bang Theory. Part of like why people laugh at the Big Bang Theory because it's like, oh, they're saying like weird things. So you know, but when you know what they're saying, you're you're in on the joke. So like, oh, he, he's he, he's talking about Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Oh well, with with, with like video game jokes and popular culture, like on TV, it, it's it's not novel because you know it. And I know that I'm you know being super oh. It's a sorry, a motorcycle motorcycle pulled up, um, and that's uh, that's 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 time for us. I know that I'm being that's, you know super that's pedantic, a but so I'm kind of kind of like a charging bull. But oh well. <laughs> um, final thoughts on South Park RPG. I'm cautiously um, excited. I like I said, I love South Park. So yeah, Obsidian's good people too. Obsidian is good people. Yeah. Cole, you said that portal gave you motion sickness. Yes. It gave me awesome sickness. <laughs> Too much awesome. <laughs> we need to have this guy play Alpha Protocol until he settles down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm literally just trolling right now. I'm literally just trolling.
Eurogamer is reporting on a rumor that Team Eco lead Fumito Ueda has left Sony and is continuing continuing his work on The Last Guardian as a, as a freelancer. Team Eco, of course, the developers behind Eco and Shadow of the Colossus and generally considered to be one of the best uh, Japanese game studios um, extant today. Um, it is believed that uh, this development is contributing to the game's already staggering history of delays. Uh, Sony was contacted but said that it does not comment on rumors or speculation i'm gonna put about three minutes on the clock here um ben thoughts because uh this this i think affects you most of all although it does affect all of us can you play the charlie brown music over this it's wrong yeah. key, but you know we're remixing it <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but uh no you're right yeah just gonna walk around slumped for a little bit it can't be a good thing yeah i've been waiting for the last guardian for about Three or four years now. So that's sad. The, but. the nice thing is that because of like the way that the game works and because of the, the story and, the, and its presentation, it'll take minimal um, localization like to bring it over because all, mm-hmm. the, all, the, all the words are in Moonspeak anyway. So they just have to change the subs and they're good to go. So like once mm-hmm. this thing hits the road, it's going to hit the road, right? I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, I love the confidence in your voice, right? <laughs> guys, Come guys on. give me a reason, give me a reason. I've got to uh, be honest, like, after um, Duke Nukem Forever, like, any game that starts to, like, en- enter development hell, um, I don't know, I get a little paranoid. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Duke Nukem Forever is selling for, like, $10 now? <laughs> that's See, that, that's a good example of a game that should not be ten dollars. <laughs> I want to barter with game, game stuff. <laughs> exactly. Give I'll me give money you the sock this. I found outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the uh, difference between that though is that uh, Last Guardian is still going to be a good game, and Ueda is, you know, still on the project. He's just, I guess, having, you know, creative differences with Sony. I'm not sure. How awkward would that be? I mean, think about that. That that either means either A, that like he left, but is still around working with people that all know that he left, or alternately that Sony fired him or was like, but we still need you. Oh, he pulled a, he pulled the Costanza. What's that? Oh, like uh, the episode of Seinfeld, George Costanza, he got fired. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep showing up anyway. And he just kept showing up. <laughs> He just kept showing up until it was like, oh, I guess the I guess it didn't stick. So <laughs> no, no, I'm just picturing him like going going in and out of the Sony building in in a laundry cart. <laughs> you know, it's gotta be honest. Like that would conform to like my my stereotypical image of like you know uh, Japanese businessman. You just like cannot force him not you know keep him from getting to work. <laughs> Maybe he just buys a bus pass and wanders around downtown all day. Yeah, yeah, keeping up appearances, you know? <laughs> is, is that going to be a thing now? I don't know. It's something we were talking about in the pre-pro. But, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> we got to ride, baby. Gotta ride. <laughs> okay. gotta get a, get I got to go. Get a, get a ride down the open road <laughs> with, with, my, with my big dragon cat thing behind me. All right, so after 20 years of being in print, um, 
GamePro is shutting down um, its print and online operations, and it's laying off all of its editorial staff. Um, GamePro as an entity is still going to exist, but apparently not online or offline. <laughs> um, instead, it's going to be refocusing its U.S. business exclusively on giving on growing customer publishing and solutions business. Um, the closure was um, effective December 5th. I have to say, um, in our pre-thing, we were talking about some of the corporate speak Six Sigma stuff. I feel like <laughs> um, oh, growing customer publishing, publishing and solutions business really ranks up there. <laughs> you, you know, uh, so, solutions, anytime you throw solutions into a sentence, that's like that, that's, that I just picture a guy in a suit shrugging. Like, I don't know. I'm solutions, I guess. I'm not sure. So let's take a moment to mourn the loss of GamePro and uh, its little uh, smiley face ratings guy and the pro tip. The death of the pro tip, fellas. Going to put uh, gonna put three minutes on the clock here. Um, do you guys have any experience with this particular uh, publication? Um, most of the stuff I read is off of uh, game trailers. Oh, uh, I mean, like in the past. I mean, I just... I, I always assumed that everybody was like me, and and they and they had subscriptions to this stuff when they were a kid. Like I still have like a full shelf of game or of, of game pros rather uh, uh, from I'll like nineteen ninety seven. Um the the only um gaming magazine I really had was somehow like um once uh, GameStop gave me a subscription to um Game Informer by force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's impossible to walk out of there without getting one. <laughs> so um which, yeah like i still have no idea how that happened which unsurprisingly uh game informer is like the only video game magazine extant today so uh but they've cleaned up their act a lot like game informer is actually doing they're, they're they're good i like them now um ever since they did their redesign and uh hired phil caller after he after one up imploded but it's just sad to well, see magazines go away because, like, GamePro, I, I never read, but when I saw it, it always struck me as, like, the old Game Informer. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, GamePro was always, like, a, just, like, the, the slightest the slightest bit low rent, you know? Um, but that didn't stop me from, from, from really liking it, you know? So, yeah, they, they, they had a lot of good like little uh, miniature like game guides and things like that. It was a it was it was a good time. It's just it's just really sad because like a lot of these people who who write for these sites, um, they just kind of go from place to place, and and they and then they just like they're there for a couple of months, and then whatever they're at implodes and then they go somewhere else until the same thing happens it's like such a a shot i mean you 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 wouldn't imagine it'd be like a great and stable career anyway writing about video games if you're good about it you can do it but but just kind of like these past couple of years have just been so hard because like everything including this show it's really difficult to figure out how to monetize talking about this stuff writing about this stuff anything like that yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, obviously writing about stuff. Um, well, I mean, you you've seen with the the radio stuff. I mean, that's not an easy um, career to get into oh, anytime. And I mean, video games probably you know probably are going to be even less stable. Yeah. So it's sad. I'm sad. We're all sad. Let's. Oh, 
That's our uh, that's our motorcycle here. I'm gonna bring Ben back onto the call and uh, hey. see uh, see if you have any final thoughts. We continue without you, Ben. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And millions It is time for that mystery segment that I alluded to at the open of the show. What could it be? What could it be? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's where we talk about people who either do something really evil, really stupid, or maybe, just maybe, perhaps a little bit of both. That's right, folks. This is The Portrait of Shame. Love that sound. <laughs> Love that sound. It's been too long, old friend. Let's see here. Let's read the article. Let's get our let's get our vinegar up, fellas. An employee at Uber Entertainment, the developer of Saturday Night Combat, was out socializing with Seattle area game developers recently, some kind of shindig that they hold, lots of pasty guys in suits, when he spotted a Valve employee wearing a very peculiar shirt i would like you guys to open up this article and we'll include a link to it um in the show notes here we can all look at this and get outraged at the same time the article of clothing featured a prominent and conspicuous half-life 3 logo uh he snapped the picture and uh shared it with the world saying the valve employee knows as much about half-life 3 as we do which is nothing Okay, um, so Valve, I need to talk with you directly. I know that you're listening. I see the numbers, you fuckers. Um, what gives? It has been four years since we've seen anything from uh, Gordon Freeman, Mr. Freeman, out there saving the world from the Combine and the invading creatures from Zen. Couple of couple of cliffhangers you left there at the end, uh, but the biggest cliffhanger is when is the next thing that we're going to see? Now, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say like, hey, we're just going to make these T-shirts up and then give them away at the launch party that's going to be happening here sometime soon. Let's let's say that, and you know, not let this be like you guys literally deliberately rubbing salt in our wound like <laughs> these people they don't know anything <laughs> oh it's so funny why don't we give them left for dead three why not left for dead four <sighs> i'm disappointed more than anything valve i really truly am because i would expect more from you you seem like classy gentlemen Mr. Gabe Newell, he's a man of gravity, but, you know, he's out there. He's, he's doing good stuff. I, I don't know. I need you guys to take this away from me while I compose my final thoughts. I'm just happy with anything that suggests that we'll have more Half-Life. It's, Although I'm kind, of wor- I'm kind of confused why you're raising three to the Lambda. That, that <laughs> just kind of bothers me. It should be Lambda raised to the third. 
Well, I mean, I guess either would be accurate, but I can't recall any time where you ever, um, you know, raised something to the Lambda. I don't know. It, it just bothers me. Hmm. Ben? Well, that's a good point. Also, uh, from a listener, Max Schlockter, he said that it also took uh, eight years for Half-Life 2 to come out. Did it? Because, like, Half-Life 1 came out in 1998, February of 1998, and um, Half-Life 2 came out um, in November of 2004. So that's six years. We're through the looking glass here, people. Oh, man. I just really wonder how the guy got this shirt. Because, like... They hate us. They hate us. So they're putting these shirts out and they're teasing us. Oh, I, I just mean more like <laughs> what, there had to be some conversation where some guy, you know, with some degree of knowing what's going on was like, hey, I think you should wear this shirt tonight. Why? What's going on? Just, wait, wait, just... <laughs> wait, so do you think that Valve like hit somebody over the head and put the shirt on them and dumped them off at the party? Like, I've got I've got no idea. I'm being intern. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If you know, if your kneecaps get broken, you're not on the um, company policy. So this is just the worst. It really is. Don't get our hopes up if you don't intend. You know what? Mm, so angry. So let's just let's just say it. Let's let's just say this. Don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk, Valve. Okay. If there's Half Life Three. <laughs> Don't set don't don't hoodwink an intern, hit him over the back of the head, tase him and dump him off at a party and say, There you go. Hey public, you know, everybody has a camera, we're gonna put this up, we're gonna tweet this pick. Tweet this twit pick. Come on. Put it out there. Everybody's gonna see it. We're gonna get their hopes up. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It'll be done when it's done, fellas. No, no, you're being the worst humans, bad humans. And for that, I give you the portrait of shame. Good day. <laughs> You stole fizzy lifting drinks. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, what you been playing? Not meth. (laughs) (laughs) Off off of our mid-segment conversation about Breaking Bad. Um, Not been playing meth, uh, although that would give you a lot of time um, and a lot of inclination, as we see. But not a lot of money or jobs. (laughs) (laughs) As we we see in season four of Breaking Bad. Um, No. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Which actually does feature a lot of video games. Uh, I think Rage was was a sponsor for them. Um, however, uh, that's not the question. It's not what you've been watching. It's what you've been playing. You know, <laughs> I mean, I can start cause I only got one. Do you want me to do that? Sure. Yeah. Do yeah. It. Okay. I'll do it. Dark do souls, it. bitches. Dark oh. souls. <laughs> I'm in your face. <laughs> I've died a lot. <laughs> I really want to play that game. Do it. Get it. Buy it. Love it. Hate it. Hate yourself. Love yourself. Love playing it. Do it. Learn. You learn so much. You, you learn to tolerate failure, and that that is that is a good lesson. That is a good lesson to learn. No, oh, it's, did you just turn Dark Souls into like 
an important life lesson. It's a life lesson. It is it is a weekend seminar crammed into what can only be called an eighty hour game. Um <laughs> <laughs> Notice it, it is longer than a weekend seminar would be. Um, no, it's it's it's. I mean, I know I've talked about it before, and I know that I've kind of um, ejaculated several 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 praises, a large amount of praise um, regarding this game after my initial erroneous assertion that the game is very bad. Um, I didn't get it, and now I do. Can I give you an anecdote? Um, that, uh, that explains a, a, a little bit of like, what's so awesome about this game. Go for yeah. it. Okay. So, uh, you start out the game, um, in an asylum that's built for the undead. Uh, the story is, you know, there's this, uh, there's this curse that's spread across the land as, uh, as mankind is in decline that, uh, people who bear the dark sign, they are cursed to forever, um, come back, uh, f- uh from death. And as they, you know, as they die and as they keep on being, uh, revived, they become, uh, hollow, you know, just basically, uh, mindless evil zombies. And, uh, you escape from this asylum for these people, you know, for, for, for the people where they kind of like duke it out and you go to the, uh, like the game begins with you being dumped into like a cell, just kind of like, Hey, there you go. Um, (laughs) and so you, you get out of there and, and, uh, and a gigantic, uh, raven, carries you from the undead asylum to Lordran, which is the uh which is the like the sacred forbidden land where uh all of the great lords rose up and fought off the dragons etc the lore is like crazy and they only tell you like a little bit which makes every like little piece of it that you get really really precious um but what i discovered was um after i activated a shortcut that takes you from your kind of central hub area um up to the undead parish which is kind of like the the second big area uh which is as far as i've gotten by the way um <laughs> after after 15 hours of playing um you can i i was like oh that's really weird because you can walk off of this elevator and onto this kind of section of of column that's raised up above uh, that's raised up above the fire lake shrine which is your your main area um and so i'm like okay i rolled off of there and i'm like that's weird uh the the bird he has a nest up here so i so i tried a couple of times and i rolled over and finally i got onto this ledge and i walked up and i saw there you know there's this nest with these eggs i'm like i wonder if i should you know, touch these eggs. Cause like there might be something there. Or I might get killed. Wouldn't put anything above the game. And a little, a little prompt comes up that says roll into a ball. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. So I roll into a ball and I'm waiting there kind of like crouched down in this nest, um, for, for like a second. I'm like, okay, I better go. And then the game cuts away and there's a cutscene as the, as the Raven picks me up, still pretending to be an egg and carries me back to the undead asylum. And it's like full of stronger enemies. And like I walk into this big room thinking, okay, I killed the boss that was here. Boom, floor falls out from under me. Boss isn't dead. He's stronger than ever. And he kills me in two hits. (laughs) (laughs) That's like an example of just how insane and mysterious and like big and deceptive this entire game is. Just kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird to, oh my gosh, I'm like back where I began and it's huge, you know? I was reading a review of the game um, a little bit earlier today. Uh, I was on Edge, and I'll probably link to this in the show notes. Um, and they, they compared, and, 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 and I kind of get it, and I like the comparison. They compared Dark Souls to the House of Leaves, which I thought was a strange thing to reference in a video game um, uh, review. But seriously, there's no map. 
There's no indication of like how deep it goes, but you just keep going and going and going. And there's more and, and everything is kind of like so unexplained and so mysterious. And they're just uh, so populated at every corner by either things that really reward you or really punish you that like, it, it's just, it, it doesn't, it's not a theme park ride. And I know that's I know that that is a an, an accusation that is levied against games. It's like oh, it's too easy, et cetera. I don't think games are too easy or too hard. However, the 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 amount of respect that this game treats you with, I mean, it kind of almost borders on contempt. But uh, let's call it respect for right now. Um, it's just <laughs> I, I just I love it. It's so much more engaging. I had to put Elder Scrolls down because like I reached a point. Whereas like I've I've done what I want to and I'm kind of done with it, but I have Dark Souls staring at me right here. And it's such it's so much more of a textured and interesting experience. Um, you know, and that's not to like say that Skyrim isn't good and that you shouldn't play it. You should, because it's a good game. But this is this is just so much more interesting. That does and- it still have the um yeah, I remember the first game had a real kind of surrealistic um sort of horror vibe. Does this one still have that? Oh yeah, in spades. I mean, and that that really comes out in the in the NPC dialogue. Like everybody is either like teetering on the edge of madness or just completely exhausted. And like there it's it's almost like like when somebody talks to you in a dream and it's like, "Oh, hey. Yes. This is bad, isn't it?" Well, okay, I'll sell you something. We don't want to see you die now, do we? It's just like it's just it's it's like something out of a like a David Lynch film, and and it, it permeates it down to its very being, right? And just as I kind of like climb or descend deeper into the depths, it's like where's the bottom of this thing? And it goes from being like an abandoned city to like an abandoned like catacomb slash area to like eventually I'm gonna hit this area that's like a like a like a like an Ewok village above like swamps and things like that. It's <laughs> like and and like every area has these new these new enemies, let alone the bosses, but these new enemies that like force you to entirely reevaluate your strategy. Like, okay, I'm playing a character who has light armor and, you know, is dodging around. Well, you know, dodging won't work when this gigantic knight has a spell that will slow you down and actually like stun you for three seconds. Have you tried to, if you try to roll like, okay, well now I have to like not roll and I have to, I have to compensate for the fact that I can only take two hits from him, you know? Hmm. And, and, and like, uh, I, I beat the second like major boss and, and this is again to show you, you know, just li- like what the character of this game is, you know, you're, you're on top of this undead parish, which is this, you know, gigantic cathedral church kind of thing. And you're supposed to get to the top of it and ring a bell. Nobody tells you why you're supposed to ring the bell, but it's like, if you ring it, something will happen. You're supposed to, you know, fill this quest. You're trying to break the curse. So you get up there and before you, you know, as you're walking, to the to, to the bell tower this gigantic gargoyle comes down off the top of the tower and is like Rawr! and think okay this is this is kind of bad um so so you know you you do the best that you can with them you know you're circling you're dodging you're rolling you're keeping your distance you're, you're healing yourself in my case you're casting spells etc etc you chop off his tail and that gives you a special axe and that's pretty cool you get him down to halfway health you know what happens boom second one and this one's breathing fire um, <laughs> it's like, oh God, 
<laughs> no. And so now, now you're committed to another couple of hours of like, okay, how do I use the, the, the kind of tapered roof to separate them? And how do I kind of corral one into this area and, you know, kite this other guy over here so I can whittle him down because you, you, you only, you only ever want to deal with one thing at a time in this game because of how methodical the pace is. So, so yeah, I, ho I hope that that's not like too incredibly like spoilerific or, or whatever. This is all, you know, the quote unquote early hours of the game. I mean, there's still so much more later on and you could probably see this within a couple days of, you know, of, of, of a pretty good, pretty good play. But yeah, I, I really recommend it. You know, it's harsh, but fair. Yeah, it looks like, you know, it's a game that um, actually uses the difficulty to advance this um, feel of the game as opposed to it just being kind of an e-peeing tool. Yeah. And, and of course, there are going to be people who are like, okay, I'm going to roll as the deprived, which starts you with no no starting equipment, and all, and all you have is like a like a, a broken sword hilt as your weapon to start, and you're at like level one, so you can max out your character and, um, you know, really kind of... Uh, customize them as you will, uh, and, and of course there are going to people. There are going to be people who are like, "I beat the game in two hours using only this. Didn't level up. Didn't upgrade my weapons. Didn't get anything. Beat that." And there's this catchphrase like, "The real Dark Souls starts here." Just like with Demon Souls, it was like, "The real Demon Souls starts here." Do a run where you don't pick up any armor. Okay, go ahead. Do a run where you don't repair your weapon. If it breaks, it breaks. You're done. Yes, there's going to be stuff like that, but it's so built into the story and it's so built into the way that you navigate the world. You're never more than a couple of minutes away from a checkpoint, away from the bonfires that you light up. And they do a really good job of as you discover more of the world. Part of the joy of exploring it is finding shortcuts um, for how to travel from one place to the other, you know, very quickly. Um, and so they, you know, they're a little bit more forgiving of failure than you would think. Really, all that the game is doing is punishing impatience. Nice. That's also because even though like the, the first monster that you find, it can, if you let your guard down, if you opt to take a swing instead of blocking as it's coming towards you, it has an attack which will take away half of your life. And there are plenty of enemies that if you don't pay attention to their animation as they're going will just completely murder you and you have to treat every single threat like a threat. And it doesn't trivialize any single aspect of the game. That said, once you get like gear and you like figure stuff out, you feel like a superstar because you're like, I was pulling my, I was pulling teeth. I was pulling nails. I was pulling hair trying to get through this. And now I can just kind of like waltz through it like a wind of death come to clean up, clean up the streets like taxi driver. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, um, I was watching the trailer for the, um, for the game on uh, YouTube, and one one it was amazing. Um, I'd never heard uh, the the silent comedy, the song they used for it, and it's really good. Mm -hmm. But I love. I I saw one of my favorite um, comments I've ever seen on like something like that. The top comment on it was simply, "I died seven times trying to watch this trailer." <laughs> <laughs> Ben, Ben, I think you would love this game. Yeah, I really do. I know that you're a man who enjoys uh, who enjoys difficult games, um, and, and I know it's like, oh, it's difficult. It's kind of like saying, oh, it's, you know, Skyrim is open, you, you know. But it's it, it's got that it's got that Shadow of the Colossus feel to it. Um, I, I really think that you would benefit from uh, from finding somebody and playing this. I'll consider it. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah.
I 100%. Like, if I... <laughs> you know, we're going to have to start having the Game of the Year discussion pretty soon. Maybe that's a bit much, but <laughs> you just gasped, didn't you? I, I said, I yeah, I quivered. I said, ooh. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. If I, if, I, if I got more of it in, I probably couldn't give it G-O-T-Y in good faith, given how little of it that I, in, in the scheme of things I've played. But, uh, yeah, it's it's worthy of, uh, of consideration. Or at least discussion. How soon, What's how soon we forget Portal 2. How's, oh, yeah. No, no, definitely. Portal 2 is still up there. It's still, it's still up, near the, yeah, <laughs> up near the tippy top. But, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. I don't even know. I have to look back because so much good stuff came out. It really did. So, yeah, sex. Yeah, so much. It's a wonderful time to be alive and play. You know, to be a person who plays video games. It really <laughs> is. Speaking <laughs> of playing video games, who wants to go next? I could go. Okay, I could do. I could use a bite. Yeah. Um. So, um, this last weekend, um. Steam had um, their uh, free weekend for uh, Brink. And so I downloaded it and played it. And it was kind of weird because it's kind of a combination of just a game I'd been really looking forward to that I never played. So, you know, just kind of wanting to play it, see what it's like. But also really try, like, wanting to play it and figure out why it failed so hard. Can I, can I give you two reasons? Sure. Not Call of Duty. See, and actually, I've got to say, that's actually a lot of what I think it comes down to. Is, um, Did you say two reasons, Cole? Yeah, not, which is, which is a thought, and Call of Duty, which is, you know, its own thing. You, you know, is, is yeah, not. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think Call of Duty has nothing to do with thought, so. <laughs> oh, sick burn. <laughs> um <laughs> no, but, um, you know, the art style in it is very, very well done, um, both in terms of, you know, the way characters look and, um, you know, the movement and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I really like the the focus on objectives, things like that. But what I feel like is just the overall, like, the game as it comes together as a whole, the actual gunplay feels kind of arcadey. feels a lot like uh, if you've ever played like Combat Arms or any of the free-to-play um, uh, first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's a game that I think was, was a good game and would have been successful, except that it's competing in the genre that is completely dominated by blockbuster games. Two so I, I really feel like, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I feel like if it had been an indie game and had sold for like an indie price, it would probably be like incredibly um, successful. So like if they had gone like the killing floor route and said, hey, we're going to put this out for $20, it's going to be on Steam, you're going to buy it, you're going to play it, you're going to love it, you're going to tell all your friends and it's going to be a huge thing, it would have been more viable. Right. Just And not even just because it's not worth the money but more just because i feel like it would have been successful if people thought of it as an indie game or thought of it as something other than am i going to get this or call of duty two thoughts um first if your game is a shooter you need to make sure that the act of shooting somebody is a satisfying one um that's why call of duty is uh successful i think um just because 
uh, from what little I've played of it and everything that I've seen, people like it because a it's fast paced, but b you know shooting a gun and that feels like shooting a gun or your sure. approximation of what shooting a gun would be like if you're if you're like me and you haven't shot a gun since you were like five. Um, my family hunted. Um, so <laughs> um, no, no. So so yeah, you, you know the, the the actual physical act of shooting in the game needs to feel like a good thing. B you know, it's 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 notable to see like the stratification and like to see that this is happening to so many to so many genres and industries um, where the where, where the entire field can be broken down to can, can be broken down into huge thing and anything that is not huge thing. Um, obvious example would be, you know, Warcraft is a big thing. And then every mm, let's say eight months there's the new great white hope that's, you know, like, Oh, this is going to be the wow killer. Oh, this is going to be the wow killer. Right. Right. Oh, Conan's going to be the wow killer. Ooh, Rift's going <laughs> to be the wow killer. Oh, you laughed at Conan. Right. But people were genuinely saying that. And, really? and yeah, no, no, I, I heard it. I saw it, you know, Ooh, Warhammer's going to be the, going to be the wow killer. And, See, and Warhammer was legitimately a good game. So yeah. Conan just sucked. Right, right, but 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 I guess what I'm saying is like there will always be okay people who play a popular thing and people who flock to pop flock to not popular thing because it's not popular. Um, you see a very similar thing uh, with cell phones. Not to be an Apple fanboy, but every single time that I that I that I see something phrased as an iPad killer or an iPhone killer, um, I cringe because you know one of those was just announced two weeks ago and it was probably built on Android. Um, so, <laughs> you know, but just, there's this, there's this whole kind of like bifurcation of successful thing and thing that is pretty much defined by not being successful thing. Right. And just the, it's just funny how there's this, you know, very quick, like tide, you know, high tide, low tide of, oh, we love this thing. We want this thing. And then, oh, not really. And you can trace that on back down the line. The two most recent examples would have been, you know, Brink and, uh, uh, what's that one? Homeland. Home, home world, home front, borderlands, borderlands. Home front is actually also because that's a game that I was really excited about. That <laughs> I, it was, was still a good game. It just wasn't fun to play. Yeah, well, I, 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 uh, um, I hesitate to put borderlands into into that category because it was it wasn't so much a shooter as it was uh, first person Diablo. Um, but yeah, I mean the sentiments there. Yeah, but they're all gunning pardon the pun for the same dollars and uh yeah brink failed because it wasn't call of duty i'm monopolizing your time david so i apologize sure. uh well, i mean just, so i was gonna say like again you know the art was amazing actually reminds me um to some degree of um oh borderlands um i'm just i feel like people at some point need to more commonly realize that stylized is almost always the the right choice. Stylized is always going to age better uh, than, than photorealistic. Also, um, you know, I find it weird that apparently I'm like incredibly good at first person shooters. When you, um, make the actual shooting arcadey it's i don't know why like you know we we established um you know last week um that i don't get kill streaks but like i would be playing and i would like die like twice in a match and get like 20 30 40 kill you know a lot of kills yeah i i don't 
know why it kind of creeps me out <laughs> but but i i feel like on the whole though um the really playing the game it was just kind of depressing in a lot of things because there were a lot of things where you could see that they meant it to be something good it just didn't turn out so like the ai was incredibly stupid but you could tell it wasn't just because it was like shoddily done it was just like the ai was obviously trying to do things it just like for example was horrible at prioritizing okay so like it would um you know the game had sort of a capture point type thing where you don't need to um capture points don't determine whether you win but they give you like more health things like that and so ideally the strategy would be that you get this capture points and that gives you the momentum to complete the objective and so because of that the ai was designed to go after the capture points first okay but the problem is they do that even if it's like okay i just need 5% more in this hack um and i could get it if i had some teammates providing covering fire mhm so um or just like the storylines um actually pretty good um you know the whole thing with um you know putting your character in the cut scenes um depending on their actions during the match um i feel like was kind of a cool idea I also can't help but think that the game would have been more successful because it did kind of lead on consoles. Console players aren't really ready for a game whose single player is just the multiplayer, but with bots, right? you know, which is something that PC people have been um, acquainted with for quite a long time. Um, so it's, it's kind of strange to hear you talk about cutscenes and things like that. Yeah. And I, the storyline itself, I feel was interesting. Um, I I find myself wondering how I would have felt about the storyline um po- uh pre um occupy whatever <laughs> cuz I mean basically the storyline is like that's class. I mean it's 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 authority versus uh versus the oppressed. See, but the thing is what I like about it is it's does more nuance than that because it's basically authority that is is using heavy-handed tactics, but at the same time is legitimately trying to maintain social order and keep people from being dead mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, the underclass that probably are most legitimately the wrong party, but at the same time are basically terrorists. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I found the storyline interesting, I guess, is where I'm going with that. And it's really too bad that the game wasn't successful. Hmm. Are you like strangling a puppy? No, I just I just went hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I'm I thought I was hearing it over the mic. Um, I'm hearing apparently small children playing with a puppy outside. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, somebody is strangling a puppy right out of your shot. Oh, that made me sad. That made me real sad. Note to self, don't visit Alabama. <laughs> well, okay, wait, what if I say it was a cat? Then would that be all right? No, no. Strangling animals is not cool. It's not. <laughs> hey, hey, Ben, what you been playing? Uh, 
not a whole lot. Um, it's it's a pretty weak list this week, but uh, I've been playing Modern Warfare three. Um, I delved more into the multiplayer. Okay. Me and uh, Beach did a little split screen multiplayer, which is an added perk that they uh, installed in for Modern Warfare three as in comparison to Modern Warfare two. So you can play split screen online multiplayer, which is which is pretty yeah, handy. Uh, oh, so it'll be like Merkelizer and then Merkelizer's guest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was fun, and I maxed out my level on Spec Ops just today, and so I have all the things unlocked on that. So that's the uh, that's the one where it's like missions, like short bite-sized missions, and also the survival mode, which I think I talked about last week. Yeah, the horde mode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So that's pretty cool. And then outside of that, I replayed a little bit of Uncharted 3 yesterday, just because. Um, JBC, man. Junior Bacon Cheeseburger slash just because, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and more specifically, Fun with acronyms. Continue. I was just going to let that one go by. <laughs> but uh, no, I wanted to replay some of the parts of uh, Uncharted 3 because I was, you know, a couple of the parts that I was really impressed by. So I replayed them. And. I don't know. Playing that game again, it's that game basically comes down to a couple of really awesome moments, and then in between that is just a lot of climbing and unfair gameplay. Mm. So, so your so your initial impression was was valid. Um, you know, I liked it the the first time I played through it. The first half was a little bit slow, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's by no means game of the year. I'd say it's um. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the second one I thought was way better. So It's that three, man. It's that three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Modern Warfare 3 is okay, but it's no Modern Warfare 2, that's for sure. Yeah. So I was really so maybe, maybe we shouldn't be asking for a Half-Life 3, cool. I don't know. But it's not It's not really Half-Life 3. It's Half-Life 1, 2, and then three. It's, it's really Half-Life 5. <laughs> After the two After the two episodes, two. right, right. Yeah, perhaps. And Half Life Episode One, not that great. Not that great of a game. Didn't like it that Wait, much. Wait, which one? Half Half Life, Half Life Two Episode One. You didn't like Is it? Is that the one no, with no. like um, head crabs in the dark? I don't remember anything about it. It was bad. It was yeah. real bad. No. Hey. <laughs> no. All, all I remember is dog throws you across a chasm in a car. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Then you're on a train for a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I'm trying to think where it ends with uh, the fight at the train station and then the citadel blows up. I think. Okay, that's cool. That's pretty legit. Yeah. Do all of them end with just like crap blowing up? Not the, uh, not the episode, episode two. Episode two, <laughs> episode two ended with heart-wrenching horror. Yeah, it ends with the download. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And we're not, we're not going to spoil that. Even though it was four years ago, Valve. Shame on you. I've got to be honest. Um, I was considering getting um Modern Warfare 3 and I'm really I'm going to endeavor not to get it just cuz I'm really kind of pissed about the whole um dedicated server thing. Um not not so much I mean I would be annoyed by the fact that they don't have dedicated servers but what what really annoys me is the fact that they um you know made a big deal that putting dedicated servers in which was like would have been the defining point um, in my playing it. 
And then I just happened to catch an article that, oh, by the way, you can't actually rank up on dedicated servers. So, I don't know. I guess, one, I it just annoys me that that the whole passive-aggressive, like, we'll put it, oh, yeah, we'll put the feature you want in. We'll just, you know, make it suck. We're yeah, just going to neuter it for you. <laughs> but I also just don't like it because, like, if... If I hadn't happened to stumble upon that article, I probably would have bought the game and then been very, very pissed. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I don't know. Hmm. I still, with that, I it's still my theory that someone spent a lot of time designing the dedicated server structure for um for PCs. And then was really upset when like people didn't love it, and then the rest has just been like them passive aggressively refusing to change it. Oh yeah, the slow burn, the slow burn. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. What's your uh, what's what's your KD? Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. What's my KD spread or? I've got. Ratio? <laughs> I hear people talking about KDs, so I want to ask what your KD is. I don't know. It's not good because I don't know the maps yet. So oh, okay. There's there's, there's your, a lot of dying. What's your KD on two? What I I don't know what you're. If asking. you know this man, like, like with the ratio, like number number of kills or deaths. What's the, what's the it's, average? What do you probably, what do you run? It's probably below one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so cool in in Dark Souls. What's your KD? <laughs> Um, can I use scientific notation? (laughs) There's a negative in front of that little number. There's a negative in front of that tiny 10. (laughs) So I just, I just, I love that their trailer ends with the, you are dead or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like just, you died. That's it. You You died. you, You died. You done, you done dead. You died. (laughs) <laughs> man so good so are we done I guess so I haven't played anything else sadly that was episode number 138 of stand under the don't tree and riddle me this a podcast about video games and also about gushing about old magazines and dark souls buy it damn it and if you <laughs> buy it Please buy it from our Amazon referral link. Go to there, click that. We get a little percentage of that, and uh, that goes to helping out the show, helping out the network, and doesn't cost you a single extra cent, just one or two extra clicks, and it is truly much appreciated, especially if you're doing any uh, last-minute Christmas shopping. If you got Amazon Prime, you know what? You can do that up to, like, December the 21st, and it'll still get there. Christmas is still on. So I um, see what you did there. That, That was smooth. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I worked it in. I worked it in. Also, if you would like to uh, donate, if you're feeling a little bit flush with cash, go to you can go to uh, duckfeed.tv slash donate. Uh, we're still using PayPal for the for the time being, although I am looking for an alternative to that, given um, the crappy things that have come to light about the way that they're handling uh, certain things. So if you have any alternatives to that that you would like to suggest that would uh, give us a donate button, that would be much appreciated. But uh, in general... You can go to iTunes and you can uh, leave us a rating or a review. Uh, you can go to uh, duckfeed.tv, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, that link is there on the right side. And uh, you can listen to the, to the other shows on the network. So, yeah, it's it's all good. Am I missing anything, fellas? 
You are missing nothing. (laughs) And of course, tell a friend and keep on listening. We cannot stress that enough. So uh, if if our session is about done, why don't we uh, why don't we call it quits here? This has been Cole Ross, David Mysmith, Ben Merkel, and uh, prepare to die. <laughs>